Hello and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're building, buying, or designing your next project, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. Coming to you live today from the Pella Windows and Doors Studio of Wisconsin. Hi, I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Home Building Hero. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future content. Today's topic, alternatives to conventional lumber. So as you may have heard, lumber prices are through the roof. They have been going up ever since last fall and they are getting to the breaking point. They're getting to the point that builders are considering either shutting down production altogether or uh, looking at alternatives now to conventional stick-built homes. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we get into it, I want to give you a few updates on lumber prices and where they're at right now. It is pretty ridiculous, quite frankly. Uh, We are at some unforeseen numbers, numbers we've never seen before. So a typical, you know, per thousand board feet is about $400 per thousand board feet. That was our pricing sort of pre-pandemic. It's been a fairly constant, you know, up and down a little bit in that range, four to 500 max. We are at over $1,470 per thousand board feet right now for lumber. Unbelievably huge number. What does that mean on the cost of a home? Well, I just priced out a home in February of this year and now it got repriced in May. Same exact house, 1,900 square foot home, went up $25,000. Now, if you go back to fall of last year uh, and and look at those numbers, it's even more. It's probably about $39,000. So huge increase there in lumber over the last six months. And uh, those are numbers that are just not sustainable. So if you take a look at like a stud, for example, a two by four stud, again, last fall, about $2.90 roughly, for a eight foot stud going for close to $10 just for one stud. $10 for a stud, that's crazy. A sheet of OSB, or orientated strand board, right? Used all over in housing. Again, last fall, probably $15, $18. Depends on where you are, of course, and the type you get, but uh, you could get it for under $20, let's just say. Right now, as of a couple of weeks ago, it was $54 for one sheet. Now it's $63 and change for one sheet. $63 for something that used to cost under 20 bucks last fall. These are unsustainable price increases and unfortunately nothing's being done about it. So that forces builders and uh, developers and everyone to look at alternatives. The problem with the alternatives is that there aren't really a lot of great viable options because of many factors. So that's what we're going to go over. So I'm going to talk about a couple alternatives to stick-built conventional homes. All right. The first one, container homes or crate homes. These are homes that are built out of metal storage containers. And this is something that's been kind of thrown out there the last couple of years, and we've seen a few that have been built and I've been through them personally and they're 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 quite attractive when they're all finished. Now granted a lot of these things are 
again, dented steel containers. And, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of putting lipstick on a pig, so to speak, by uh, taking these things. You have to really kind of be creative with them, but you, you can do some neat things with them. So you can stack them together side by side and then put a cutout in between uh, or cut, cut out a large section of it and open it up. Uh, I've seen people stack them. So you might stack a couple high, turn turn one the other direction because they're pretty strong. So you could turn one and you can create some ultra modern looking designs with it. But you still have to kind of finish the outside and make that look good. So now you've got to either fur that out or whatever, uh, put some sort of siding on it so it actually looks like a home. And then, of course, the same thing on the inside. Uh, you've got to find a way to run your electric through it, drywall it, and so on and so forth. So you still have framing and some other things involved with it just to make sure that it doesn't look like a, um, a metal box stacked on another metal box. And the problem with these is is really... Again, they're affordable, and if you want the ultra-modern look, that's something you could look at as an alternative. The problem is zoning and subdivision restrictions. Most local zoning uh, will not allow for something like this, uh, and definitely subdivision zoning typically is going to ask for some sort of a stick-built or uh, you know crane-built type home, and this is not going to qualify. This is not going to meet a restriction in a subdivision. It may not meet a restriction in a zoning code. So really the alternative for these is to build them in an outlying rural area where they really don't have building codes. And that's not really a viable option for most people, especially if they are uh, working somewhere and they have to drive to work. Uh, now with uh, you know telecommuting and things, maybe that's a little bit more of a viable option, but not a high likelihood on container homes at this point until uh, we get some changes in, into local zoning codes and also deed restrictions. And the problem with deed restrictions is once they're recorded, it's pretty hard to change those. So it's not like you can just go and, and, and change a whole subdivision. You'd have to start way from the beginning at the approval process to allow something like that. All right, next alternative is tiny homes. Now, tiny homes still would be framed up like a conventional home. They're just way smaller. And very similar to container homes, that's the other issue is that most subdivisions don't allow that size of home. Typical new construction subdivision is going to have probably at least a 1,500 square foot minimum, uh, maybe 1,900, 2,000. So that's not a tiny home at all. And if you can get past the subdivision restrictions, you still have the municipal building restrictions. And most incorporated municipalities have at least a 1,200 square foot minimum building size. So that's going to kind of wipe out any tiny home that you're going to see right off the bat. Because again, that 1,200 square feet is getting into a little bit larger type of setup. A tiny home really, I think, is under 1,000 square feet. Uh, and many of those are, are under 600 square feet, quite frankly. So unless you have a municipality that's willing to forego their minimum and get rid of that completely, you're not going to see a lot of these tiny homes. And again, you already have lots made. So lots, let's say you have third acre lot and you put a little 500 square foot, 600 square foot home on it, it is going to look very tiny. And it's probably going to look out of place. So you almost have to look back at your your development standards and, and, and your lot sizes and say, okay, can we can we make those smaller instead of a 75 foot wide lot? Can we make 50 foot wide lots or 40 foot wide lots? You start to do that, maybe that makes sense, but you need a municipality that's willing to play ball and do that. And not many are willing to do that yet at this point. 
So that's another not as viable alternative, unless again, you're, you're buying somewhere out in the boondocks and you are able to, you know, do just about anything you want, then, then a tiny home may work for you. All right, let's talk about some other building methods besides the crate homes and the tiny homes. Let's talk about steel studs. Steel studs have been mentioned and actually with the pricing the way they are, I just looked this up. You can buy a steel stud right now at Lowe's, uh, just pick them at random. Uh, eight foot steel stud for around $10 for one stud. That's about the same price as an eight foot two by four. So we have hit the point where a two by four would cost the same as a steel stud. Hard to believe, but there is some opportunity there uh, to, to do steel studs. But there's really no cost savings because the cost of the material is the same right now as, as a stud. And, and most carpenters and most framers, most builders, they're familiar with conventional wood. Wood is still a little bit easier to deal with and manipulate than steel. So price being equal, no one's going to, to necessarily switch over to steel studs. There isn't really a cost savings. The materials are the same. The labor is likely to be more. I know my carpenter would charge me more if I set up the next job with steel studs because he's not used to dealing with it. And there are some unforeseen things. There's, like I said, um, I'm probably going to see some additional costs from my other trades, plumbers, electricians, and, and so on and so forth, because they're not used to dealing with it. So not quite viable yet. Now, if lumber prices continue to escalate, and at least lumber guys, they're, they're, they're not dumb. They're, they're probably looking at this saying, hey, you know, <laughs> we're getting close to steel studs. If we go too much higher, we're going to start losing business, and they don't want to do that. So steel studs, getting close to a viable option, but... We're, we're not quite there yet. It is something worth considering. They are obviously very durable. And the uh, thing you have to watch with steel studs is steel is another commodity that's going up in price. And uh, it takes a little extra demand on that. And now we have another issue. Now that, that's gotten more expensive. So not necessarily the answer for steel studs either just because of the pricing and uh, that being a commodity as well. All right, let's talk about another alternative to conventional lumber. Insulated concrete forms, ICFs. Those have been uh, talked about for many years. That's been pushed and pushed. And uh, a few people have done them here and there. I've been asked once in a while, every other year, it seems like someone asked me about doing an ICF home. They're always more expensive. Uh, there's a little bit of limitation on the design part of it. And those might be an option. It, quite frankly, that could be an option. Uh, one of the things with ICF homes is that, and this is some old information, so it'd be interesting to get a new quote, but you know, according to some websites out there, they say a typical ICF home is about $160 a square foot. Now, in my market, uh, my homes are typically $150 right now with lumber prices, getting closer to that $160 a square foot. So again, they're getting close to the same price for uh, ICF. Now, if that is an older ICF price, I'll be honest, I don't have a current 2021 price per square foot for an ICF home. If that has went up at all, uh, again, then it's going to be more expensive. Now, their argument is these homes are more energy efficient and quiet, so there's some cost savings uh, down the road for those type of homes. Uh, but basically, an ICF home is basically, there's like a uh, a foam uh, outside on it that forms the concrete and then you pour the concrete in just like you would pour a concrete wall in 
except instead of a, a concrete wall you use in the basement where there's a metal form, you use this hard foam to sort of form up the wall. And then of course you pour your concrete in. So one thing you gotta be careful of is you gotta make sure you have exactly the, the footprint that you want and the windows exactly where you want them because you do not wanna be cutting through concrete later and adjusting things. And then you have to make sure all your sizing is correct. So it's kind of a little bit more of um, harder to go back if you make a mistake with some, something like that, but it is an alternative and it's getting a little bit closer to being viable right now. All right, and there is another viable option for conventional homes. And I can't believe this, but about two to three years ago, I was talking at uh, a convention and they asked me to think of housing in, in 20, the year 2030 and what we could see. And I said, well, I bet you we'll have 3D printed homes. And in my concept was a 3D printed home, you print panels, you fly them in on a drone and you set them on the job site and then, then you go in and you, you finish the home. Well, I was partially right on my prediction because they have made 3D printed homes. Down in Austin, Texas, they made a 600 square foot 3D printed home. And now in uh, New York, I think it was Albany, New York, I'll have to double check that, but they made a 900 square foot 3D printed home. Now, if you look at these, <laughs> they kind of look like uh, a hornet's nest. Uh, and what I mean by that is on the outside, it is basically just uh, almost like ribbon looking where it's just kind of, you know, plastic that's just stacked on top of plastic on top of plastic. Um, almost like it's like squeezed in like a uh, cake frosting uh, tube. And you just put that on top and on top. So they kind of look like, uh, a bee's nest almost and they're slightly rounded at least the ones that I've seen and then they put some sort of roof system over it uh, one of the ones that I saw they had really long trusses that extended over this thing and then they put a concrete porch around it and it was just kind of a rounded um, uh, shape basically and you had this porch going all the way around it and then a couple windows so uh, they said that this thing was printed for four thousand dollars which probably is true and it was, again, about 600 square feet. And uh, I don't think that included anything else or the finishing. That was just the cost to print it. And, uh, you know, probably a lot cheaper, again, than framing out a home. But you have a lot of challenges here as well because, again, you don't have subdivisions that allow something that small. The municipalities will not allow something that small. Uh, it's not typically a, a traditional building method that would be prescribed in a deed restriction. So you have to get over that. So you have to climb a lot of hurdles and you have to find a company, of course, that can do that and print those. And, and these are not panelized or anything like that. From what I've seen, this looks like just a, a, a one form um, printed thing. And um, it's interesting, right? Now, as the technology evolves, as uh, the, the equipment to make these things becomes cheaper, uh, the designs can get a little bit more sophisticated. I don't think a lot of people would really want to live in something like that at this point. Again, it looks just like a, a hut. <laughs> Someone described it as Yoda's hut. Uh, so it, yeah, it, they're just not quite there yet. But the potential is there for that. And that could be a viable alternative, obviously using plastics and things like that. Now there's the whole environmental concern there. But again, a lot cheaper material than conventional lumber. And it's something worth considering if you can get one, a municipality to play ball with it. And then two, you need to get a technology company 
and and the printing equipment to do it, and then you have to create design. So we're a ways off from this yet. That That is definitely a futuristic concept, could have some viability and some legs in the future, but we're several years away from that being a viable option in, in any area, as many of these others are as well, because again, it, it takes a long time to change restrictions. It takes a long time to change codes. So as you can see, there aren't a lot of immediate viable options or alternatives to conventional lumber at the moment. But if prices continue to rise, it's going to put more and more pressure, not only on elected officials, but municipalities and also builders and contractors to take a look at these alternatives and potentially use them in the future. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Home Building Hero, broadcasting live from the Pella Windows and Doors Studio of Wisconsin. I am David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. And before you leave, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future content. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you very soon.